Good afternoon, everybody. Happy New Year. It is New Year's Eve. This is Jay Scott. You are listening to The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Hope everyone's getting ready for the festivities this evening. We have Chris Corradetti on the line, who is a follower of, of mine. He posts a lot of great stuff, refers me to a lot of great music, great new bands. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing great, Jay. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm happy that you did this, man. I thank you very much. Uh, I know we talked a few months back about you coming on and just really couldn't find the right time or right topic to do. And then, you know, uh, we talked about doing the year-end show or or best of 2019, and here we are. Yeah, it was a quick year, but we got a lot of good music to talk about. Yeah, it, it uh, it goes by quicker and quicker each year, it seems because we're old jay we're old (laughs) so yeah so um as we always begin every time we have a new guest we always start with the same question and that is just like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in every rock fan has a moment whether it's a song an album a band or performance that hooked them on rock and roll what hooked you uh, I think this is going to be a very common answer for a lot of people. Um, when we got cable TV and I finally started paying attention to MTV, there was this crazy band, you know, and they had this cool guitarist who had a yellow tiger striped jacket on and these weird patched hobo looking jeans with this awesome red, black and white guitar. And, and, and when you listen to him play and, and you see him play, I, I got hooked because of MTV on Eddie Van Halen and thus Van Halen. It was a huge difference to me. Uh, my mom was a country music fan, you know, with Alabama and Kenny Rogers. And my dad was kind of like a top 40 AM gold, you know, air supply kind of guy. And music wasn't anything to me except something you listen to in the car. And then when you get cable TV and you, you, you see and you hear Eddie Van Halen and, and all, just Van Halen in general, that kind of energy and excitement and, and the portrayal that they had, that hooked me and I was sold. Van Halen back then was almost like its own culture, you know? I mean, yeah. it, was, it was, people forget, and I, I don't know if people forget, I should say, but maybe they don't appreciate how it was back then because Van Halen, at least in the first half of the decade was the biggest band out there. And whether it was their, you know, how they were mentioned in fast times at Ridgemont high, whether they were, you know, the, the guitar work in back to the future, the guitar solo in Billy Jean, you know, by Michael Jackson, you had everyone wearing the t-shirts, you had the painter's caps Van Halen was a thing. Yeah. It was a, was a, was a lot was like just like this huge presence in music. You had the larger than life lead singer. You had the larger than life guitar player. You had the U.S. Festival in 1983, which just for a lot of people put a name to a face. You know, because back then the only time you really knew was looking at the back cover of an album, and it wasn't like you were right. in a record store every day. So it was, you know, it wasn't like it's now where everything was so accessible, but they were 
larger than life, at least through 1985. I mean, they had the big album in 1984. You had, again, all these, you know, and, and I know I just mentioned two movies, but there were more. Um, you know, it was like a pop culture type thing with Van Halen. And yeah. it, it was just, I remember all the older kids wearing the Van Halen t-shirts and it was just a, a constant presence back then. It was, it was, it, it, and you know, things were different back then. Like I, I know you've talked about another podcast, but I, I remember going to the store and getting 1984. And I remember hearing that, that the 1984 intro. And I remember staring at the back, of the album cover, you know, with that funky sleeveless, shirt with the dice that Eddie Van Halen's wearing and their their blow dried hairsprayed hair. It was it, it, it was different back then. You, you you immersed yourself in an album. It was they they were they were kings back then. They were. I mean, you know, and you think of just the disdain every parent in America had for David Lee Roth because of the, <laughs> the perceived arrogance and you know, Martha Quinn in an interview a few years back mentioned how David Lee Roth answered the question in an interview, how he wanted to answer regardless of what the question was. And he just had like this persona of diamond Dave, David Lee Roth. And then you had this guitar player who, you know, always had this, I'll, I'll quote my mother, this high smile, you know, he he always had this grin like he was he, like he was on something. That's what my mother always said. But I mean, when I first heard eruption back in the early '80s, it was just like, "What is this? What is what is going on? How is this being played? What is he doing? Is this even a guitar?" Right, right. He's but, magical. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, we, you know, we can you know save it for another discussion. It's it's kind of almost depressing and sad what has been left of Van Halen over the last two decades. Um, you know, even prior to the health issues that he's having, unconfirmed or confirmed, but, you know, the fact that they really haven't done much in the last two decades is is disappointing. I think disappointing is the right way to put it. Yeah, yeah, it really is, considering probably the most influential guitar player in the last thirty some plus years, you know, yeah, when is when is nineteen? So, uh, it's a lot of, a lot of wasted opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's dive into our topic here. Uh, Chris and I are going to be doing our top ten list of the our favorite albums of two thousand nineteen. Uh, these Something al- tells me we're going to have a lot of similar ones. <laughs> we might have a lot of similar ones. Um, there are, I mean, there, there's a lot of good music released this past year. Uh, a lot of great, great rock and roll. Uh, for anyone that still clings to the idea that new rock sucks, it, like I, I, I've been saying, they're not listening because there's some really good stuff. Yeah. So why don't we... Start off with our first selection at number 10. Why don't you go first? Okay. I This is a hard one, but I chose um, Tyler Bryant, Truth and Lies from Tyler Bryant, The Shakedown. It, it's a fantastic album. Uh, you 
or, or, or Mike introduced me to them. Uh, and, and I made it through the first listen and ordered the back catalog as well. I, I just ordered it all. It, this was a great album. And you were lucky enough to see him in concert. I'm jealous. Yeah, I, I saw him twice this past year. I saw him uh, the first time with Blackstone Cherry in a band called the Josephines. They were the middle act on the on the bill, and they were incredible, absolutely awesome. And then I went and saw them with Temperance Movement, and another. There was a co headlining show, and they were just absolutely incredible too. I mean. When you talk about new rock stars, Tyler Bryan is definitely at the top of the list with his stage presence, with his guitar playing. And for anyone listening, whoever gets the opportunity to see him live, go do it. I mean, and you're not going to break the bank to see him. I think both shows I went to, I paid less than $20 for each show. So it's well worth it, and you're going to be seeing the future of rock. He's, in, in my opinion... He is in at the forefront of leading the charge for the future and the new wave of rock and roll. I feel you. You talked about this uh, on a previous uh, podcast, but I feel like he is one of those artists that can kind of pull that um, rockier country crowd over and, and start bringing more people back into newer rock. He's, I think, he's one of the people that has that ability. You know? Yeah, I think he does. Uh, you know, he's got a very unique style he's got also yeah. you know, a lot of blues influence too as well i mean if you look at or listen to his earlier stuff his earlier catalog it's a lot more blues um traditional blues where you know mm-hmm. he's still kind of in de- you know developing his own style to where he is now but he's an art- artist that is constantly evolving i'd like to call him a new artist but the fact is is that i think this is his third or maybe fourth album. I think it is. Yeah. 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 So, you know, he is definitely a, a, a great entertainer as well. Great stage presence. Like I said, go see him live. I guarantee you'll have a good time. So who's your number 10? My number 10 is low water and voodoo. Um, Love it. This is an album that keeps growing on me every time I listen to it. Um, it is an album that, you know, gets better with each listen. I had the pleasure of interviewing John Strickland a few weeks back, and I had the pleasure of seeing them live with Blacktop Mojo and just put on a great show, a great band. I know they've got this acoustic album coming out in 2020 that I'm looking forward to, but just a, a band that I called, you know, that I always say, you know, when whenever I give my approval on something, I always say they got the goods, and I definitely feel that with Low Water. This, I have Low Water on my list. This album is awesome. I, it, it's kind of got that, uh, it's like a grungy kind of hard rock, but melodic in spots. I, it, it's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. It. It's a great release, great production. Um, again, you know, this is their third album, I want to say. And, you know, I like to call them new music, but they've been around for, you know, almost 10 years. And they keep getting better and better with each release. I highly recommend Voodoo by Low Water. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, on your podcast, they talked about... Uh their Seattle session and they did that 
cover of Release from Pearl Jam. Uh, that made my week. Uh, great band, great cover, better album. Yes, yes. I, I again, you know, I can't, I can't stress it enough. Go see these new acts. I mean, we just, you know, talked about two of them right here. Tyler Bryant and Lowwater, go see them. Go support new music. These are two great bands that I think everybody will enjoy. When I listen to this album, John Strickland reminds me of someone, and I can't figure out who it is, but the closest thing I can come to is he's got, like, some Tremonti in him, you know, that, that kind of sound, but they're, they're great. It's, yeah. it's a great, great album. I agree. All right. Continuing oh. to number nine, what do you got? I've got, we just talked about them. I've got Under the Sun from Blacktop Mojo. Great album. Really good release. Great album. Yeah, I came across them when you were talking with, uh, was it Ace? He was talking about they did a tour with them at some point. Um, yes. Wait. Yeah, it was. It was, yes. it was I, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, it was uh, Ace from Erico, and then it was John also, too, from Low Water. Yeah, and uh, it, this is it, this album's fantastic. And I, and I heard the podcast. Um, I went out and I checked them out, and it was just one of those albums. I think a lot of the, the albums on my list were the same way, where you get through three or four or five songs, and you just say, "I'm buying this album." This is another one of those. I I loved um, uh, the actual title track "Under the Sun." is great, and it's free. Um, they're good. It kind of has like a modern, like a little more modern, but darker town garden feel to them. Excellent. How were they live? They were really good live, man. Again, they deliver it. You know, that's, that's another thing about a lot of these new bands is there's not a lot of sloppiness that we, you know, we kind of grew up with, you know, um, these, these guys that are these young bands that are playing out there are, are playing, you know, they have a raw sound, but it's it's really on, you know. They 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 really play it well. They really perform it well. They're really able to match what is on the record, you know. Um, just a, a a great performance. I saw them again. The other act on the album was this band called Otherwise, which is another good act too, as as well. Another new band. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, again, we 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 classify Blacktop Mojo as a new band. But again, this is their third record. Um, they're from Houston, Texas, or Austin. Can't remember which one. I think it's Houston. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but they're okay. from Texas. They they've got a really good sound. Sound. They do some really good covers too, as well. If you have a chance to check out their YouTube page, but they sounded you know pristine live. I mean, a lot of energy, a lot of just uh, great interaction with the crowd. Again, you know they. I think they toured twice this year. I think they did two runs. And, you know, I paid it less than 20 bucks to see three great band- bands, and they were the headliner. That's a steal. That's a steal. <laughs> totally. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, listen, there's going to be a lot of summer tours being announced here after the new year, and there's already been a couple that have already been announced. And whether it's Motley Crue, whether it's, you know, Kiss and David Lee Roth, whether it's the Black Crows, you know, we have more tours that are going to be coming. There's Iron Maiden, possibly with Judas Priest. There's ACDC. There's probably some that I'm not even thinking of right now that are going to be touring. I don't know if Aerosmith's going to do something. Who knows? But you're going to pay, you know, a pretty penny to go see those bands. And guess yep. what? 
with the success of Motley Crue and Def Leppard selling a lot of tickets and selling out a lot of places with high ticket prices, those those ones that have been kind of in, in on a holding pattern with announcement, guess what? Those ticket prices are going to go up too as well because they see that and they're like, let's 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 get the money grab going. So when you have that and you've got all this new great music coming out, I'm not going to tell you not to go see the high ticket priced acts because, hey, if you're a fan, go see them. But, you know, if you want rock and roll to survive and be relevant, start going to go see the new bands and I guarantee you'll have a good time and you'll be able to go for, out for dinner and get a decent meal prior to that too as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So who do you have at number nine? I have Duff McKagan, the album Tenderness. Uh, yeah. This was an album that was released earlier in the year and I fell in love with it. It's very, it has a very social conscious element to it, which I don't have a problem with. I know some people don't like political topics or politics in their music. Um, whether I disagree or agree with it, I feel every artist has the right to do so. Um, you look back throughout the history of music, whether it was from you know the 60s with the Beatles and the Stones and the Woodstock movement and the anti-war movement all the way up until now, politics and social awareness has always been part of music. And you don't have to agree with it to appreciate if something's good, whether it's Ted Nugent or whether it's Duff McKagan singing about homelessness, you know, and, and all that stuff. And, and if you have an open mind, I, I, I suggest you get this record because it's, it's beautifully done. It has elements of Bowie, it has elements of the Stones, and it's just a really good album. I can definitely hear the Bowie in that album. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It, it has that vibe. It, I, I listened to this a bunch, and it struck me as a mood album. If I were, you know, depending upon my mood, if I was kind of in a relaxed state, then, then it works for me. But there were times where I would listen to it and think, I need more from it, you know? So I kind of, I kind of classify it as a mood album, but it, it, it's, it's good. Yeah, and I think he's got, uh, I forget what other artist band backs him up on it. I can't remember the name of the artist. Uh, Shooter Jennings. Uh, Shooter Jennings and okay. his in his band is, is primarily the backup uh, for this record. And, you know, all I can say is I hope Duff does more because I think he is has a lot to say, and I love his music. Um, I know the rumor is, is that they're working on a new Guns N' Roses album, and who knows how long that's going to take. But um, I missed him out on tour. I really wanted to see him. He was playing at this place called Talia Hall here in Chicago and did not get a chance. I think I had a, a hockey tournament with my son going on that weekend. Couldn't make it. But um, nevertheless, great album, Duff McKagan, Tenderness. Well, excellent. All right. Let's move to number eight. Um, number eight for me is the album Mother Brain from Crowbot. I love these guys. Ooh, I it... think this is their fourth album. Um, real punchy vocals on this one. It's their, I think it's their heaviest of, of their albums yet. Um, it's real gritty. Um, I, it, it's great. I, this is one of those uh, uh, albums that where a, any of the first five songs on, on this album 
I, I rotate as my favorite songs. You know, Burn and and Down and the Life. Good songs, and they, you know, every time you read about them, they seem like really fun guys. They're coming here to Denver in February uh, at a real small club, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. This is an album that did not make my list, but I really loved it. It, it was, it's kind of like one that could have made it, didn't make it, but I really enjoyed the album. I had the opportunity to see this band three times over the last year, and I missed out on all three times. Um, the second, I, I had a chance to go see them at last minute up in Rockford, and I couldn't do it. The one show that they had in Chicago got canceled for whatever reason. I don't know if that's going to be rescheduled, but it is a defi- it is definitely a band that's on my list to see and check out because they have a lot of energy. You can tell from watching you know, their stuff on YouTube, yeah. um, but just a solid, great band and a solid, great album. Yeah, heavy, heavy. I like it. Kind of a theme in some of my favorite albums this year is that kind of like heavier 90s kind of groove to it. Not necessarily grunge, but it's got a heavier groove to it, and I really like it. Yeah, definitely. What, what, what about you? What do you have at number eight? I have Blacktop Mojo, and it's Under the Sun. So our first <laughs> uh, our first compatible or, or, or same uh, same record that we had. But uh, like you like you mentioned, love the record. Thought it was great. Great great songs. Great uh, great structure of the music. Um, really enjoyed it. Completely agree. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, moving so, on. What's that? Go ahead. My no, I was say my number seven is an album that in early July I was traveling, and I put a request on Twitter if someone had some suggestions, and you suggested this album to me along with a couple other people, and it's helped me, stranger, from the recounts. Love it. It turned into my. Uh, I enjoyed it so much that it became my lawn mowing music for the duration of the year. It, it was every time I mowed the yard, I listened to this album. It's fantastic. It, 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 it shows, it's got this, there's an energy with it with really clever lyrics. Uh, Jack White is fantastic. It is my number seven as well. Um, <laughs> I love this record. I saw them live up in Milwaukee over the summer and I took my I took my son I take him to a lot of shows and when they came out on stage it was pow 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 like Jack White just comes out on stage all fired up and gets the crowd going and they had a no cell phone uh, rule with the with the crowd, so you had to put your cell phone in these pouches as you went into the show. So no one had their phones up, and 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 I don't know if that had something to do with it, but the energy between the band and the crowd, the synergy was just remarkable. And what did, do you remember what he opened with? Born, uh, born, uh, born and raised. Oh, born and raised. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, it was just incredible. And the first six songs were just like on a level that when I walked out of the, the show and I turned to my son, who's 14, I go, that's how it's done. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, that's how a band comes out and just takes control and just does not let. 
does not let you go the whole time the show's going on. It was it was awesome. They were great. Brendan Benson is awesome. The band is great. Uh, Jack White sounded awesome. Uh, and plus, too, the place that we saw them at is this place called The Rave, which is this old theater in Milwaukee. And there's no, like, ventilation. And it was in the middle of June or July. And everyone's just dripping with sweat. But everyone's just rocking out, and it was just like, man, that, that, that like brought me back to when I was younger. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. just to, if, if they tour again, I don't know if they're planning on touring again in 2020, but if you have the opportunity, go see them. Absolutely, I will. Absolutely. 100%. All right. Number uh, six. Um, number six is an album that you have spent plenty of time talking about deservedly so but my number six is Place and Time from Joyous Wolves I, uh, I feel like the last three songs it, this album gets better as you go and the evidence is my three favorite songs are the last three starting with Feel the Low and that rockier Mother Rebel and Undesired with a fantastic guitar set and it's it's fantastic and I, I can tell I can tell that these guys have it uh, earlier this summer I was driving around with my wife and I was playing this and every time Feel the Low came on you know you, you kind of get that look you know when someone's like hey this, this is not bad and my wife finally asked who, who, who is this this is kind of good I don't usually like the stuff you listen to but I like this so I, I think that's a good sign. It kind of goes along with your once the girls start listening, rock is going to get more popular. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, feel the, yeah, it, yeah. The, the 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 Joyous Wolf EP Place and Time um, is definitely one of my favorite releases over this past year. And and, and even though it's not a full length album, I didn't include any of the EPs in my top ten. That was kind of the way I ranked them. But um, oh, okay. Yeah, I. I feel that this is one of the better releases in 2019. They are, again, when I talked about Tyler Bryant being at the forefront of the new wave of rock and roll, I also include Joyous Wolf as well. Just a great band, a great act, one that I have to, have to see live. I know they have plans to release their first full-length album in 2020, as Nick Reese said in the interview that I did with him a couple months ago. So I am totally looking forward to that. But yes, Feel the Low, man, that is an incredible song. Undesired is a great song. The whole al- the whole EP is just solid from from every from the first song to the last song. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, what do you have at number six? I have an album that I've really enjoyed throughout the whole year. Uh, it is a is a band that was from my youth that has had a resurgence over the last couple of years. Last couple of albums have been incredible, and that is L.A. Guns and The Devil You Know. Good album. Great album. Really good album. Yeah, a band that, that defines sleaze rock, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I've often said that if the back alley had a sound, it would sound like L.A. Guns. And their last two records, Devil You Know in 2019, I had a chance to see them live in April here in a suburb of Chicago. Great, great, awesome band. 
Um, great performances. They've got Ace Von, Von Johnson uh, on, on rhythm guitar. I think they got Scott Coogan on drums, who's a local Chicago guy himself. He was playing with Ace Frehley's band for a long time. The bass player's name eludes me right now, but uh, just, a, just a great album. You know, a little bit of controversy with L.A. Guns in that Steve Riley has put together a band of former members to kind of tour the festival circuit. And I know they're on the M3 yeah. Festival. And I think, you know, I haven't really had a chance to really say this. And now that we're at the end of the year and this is the last show for 2019, I'm going to call bullshit. I'm going to call bullshit on both, <laughs> on both Steve Riley and the M3 Festival because there's no reason why they should be allowed to play or label them label themselves L.A. Guns. When the festival knows that L.A. Guns with Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis is a viable touring act releasing new music, and for them to put L.A. Guns, the Steve Riley L.A. Guns, on the bill without any type of you know asterisk or explanation of who's going to be playing is a disservice to the fans is just this is why festivals do you know a lot of festivals don't have good reputations because there's going to be two types of people that go to this festival ones that expect to see tracy guns and phil lewis and then ones who have no idea and you're burning both people you're taking advantage of the ignorance of one group and you're selling something to another group that is not what they're going to be expecting. And I think that's wrong. And I shame on M3 Festival. And quite frankly, fuck you to Steve Riley for doing that. That's bullshit. Ditto. I'm just going <laughs> to leave it there with ditto. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, that's all I have to say on that. But it's a great album. <laughs> it's a, it's if, if you have, I mean, if you are, you know, if you love that period of music from the 80s, this is, you're going to be very excited and you're going to enjoy it. It also has, you know, a modern sound, but it still holds to the classic L.A. Gun sound, and it's an album that I enjoy. It's a good album. Can't go wrong. All right, we're into the top Five. Well, number five for me um, kind of violated your rule because it's another EP. That's fine, but it's great and it's dirty, honey. I what 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 has haven't and people said about them? They're, they're awesome. The that that opening riff when I'm gone and the, the combination of the guitars and the vocals. Um, I got really lucky to see them. Uh, in early November at this tiny, tiny club here in Denver called Lost Lake, uh, where there's maybe three or 400 people packed in. And, you know, no matter where you're standing, you're no more than 12 feet from the stage. And they were great. They did some, you know, they don't have a lot of new material, but they, they checked off all the songs and then did some, some Aerosmith and a Zeppelin cover and, and Mark LaBelle and, he is engaging and gravitates gravitate toward him. He captures you and everything that came from that EP they put on stage, they're going to be awesome. And, and this EP is fantastic. It is absolutely. Uh, another one of my favorite 
new bands out there is Dirty Honey. Again, the forefront of new rock and roll. Mark LaBelle, uh, just a uh, incredible voice. I look forward to seeing them with the Amazons uh, in their tour after the first of the year. I know they're playing in Chicago and then Milwaukee the next night or vice versa. My only debate is which show am I going to go to or am I going to go to both shows? So I'm, I'm, I'm debating that, <laughs> but, but uh, absolute um, good stuff. Really great stuff. Yeah. You know how uh, uh, they're great. In, they're, they're great in concert. Um, Mark is great. Cause he, he, you know, there's kind of two kinds of frontmen, right? Like you've got your David Lee Roth who stand up there and attract attention. They demand the attention. And, and he just, Michael Bell goes up there and just, you gravitates towards him and he grabs it. You know, he grabs you in. He's, they've got it. I'm really, really excited to see what comes from this band over the next few years. Yeah, I know. You know, he did state in the interview that we did, he they do plan going back to Australia after some summer dates, you know, that they're going to do. So I don't know if the album's going to come out late 2020 or early part of 2021. As long as we're getting one, I don't want to be greedy. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I look forward to seeing them. The Amazons is another band that I really like as well. Um, and it's going to be an interesting bill and sounds like it's going to be a great night of music. Absolutely. So who do you have at number five? I have the Black Keys Let's Rock. Uh, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed this album. You know, Black Keys, for me, have always been, I've always liked them. Um, I wouldn't say they're one of my favorite bands, um, but I do like, enjoy listening to them. Uh, I really like their earlier stuff more so than their last couple records prior to Let's Rock. But what I really liked about this album, more so than a lot of their other records, is it really connected with the Clapton 70s vibe with like a touch of Zeppelin in it and a little bit of you know, R&B in it to it as well. I mean, if you listen to a lot of the 70s Clapton era music, it's really, really heavily influences this album. And I really like that period of Clapton. And mm-hmm. I really like this record. It's a great record. It it is. It it kind of. I, I don't listen to the Black Keys a lot, uh, so when I, I listened to this album, it it was a little more slowed down and a little more of a pop side than I was expecting. But that that's who they are, and and I don't know why I was expecting something different out of it. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 elements of, of you know, radio-friendly rock, and I don't have an issue with that, yeah. you know? I mean, you know, it is what it is. If it's good, it's still good. But I just right. love that that um, that Clapton influence, you know, those albums that he released in the 70s, you know, really relate well to this album by the Black, by the Black Keys. And uh, I was, I got it on a whim. I'm like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll get it. I ordered it. And I'm like, it's going to be the atypical Black Keys album. And it is in in some senses, but it's different in, in another. And it, and it really connected with me, probably more so than any other album they've ever done. 
Excellent. All right. So moving down to number four, what do you got, Chris? Uh, I really thought this was one of the albums that was going to be my favorite, and some others just jumped it. But it's Get It Out from Altitude and Attitude, the Dave Elliston, Frankie Bello uh, duo. Um, that they built off of back, yeah, mm-hmm. back in 2014, they, they put a little EP out, you know, with three songs, booze and cigarettes and, uh, tell the world they, they played the songs on, um, uh, uh, Eddie trucks show with, uh, uh, that metal show. They, they, they talked about it then and finally came out in January of this year. It's, a uh, real classic melodic hard rock album um, and I listened to it a billion times and it just kept getting better uh, my favorite song in the album is oddly enough an instrumental um, called Leviathan uh, that was written by Elson and Russ Parrish plays on it from Steel Panther it, 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 it's, it's a great album with a lot of guest guitarists Ace Freely's on there Nina Strauss um, uh, a couple of the guys who I'm not thinking of got G's on one of the songs. Uh, real good stuff. If, if you're into the melodic hard rock album, this is it. Highly recommend it. I have to check that out. That is one album that I have not heard anything from, and not because I'm not a fan of of, of either artist. Um, just have not listened to it. So I will. I do trust your recommendations. And I will check that out um, over the next week. I will definitely give it a listen. Yeah, it's it, 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 uh, highly recommended. Highly recommended. So what do you have it for? Number four is Tyler Bryant, Truth and Lies. Uh, you mentioned this as you think you're number nine or number ten. Number ten. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um it always seems to happen with me whenever I hear the songs perform live, I always have a, a greater appreciation for the record. Um, and I, you know, I had the, you know, the, the, the pleasure of seeing him twice this year, as I mentioned, and the songs kind of grow from there. You know, when you hear it on, you know, on the, the disc, you know, in the car or in your house, it's one thing. And then when you hear it live, it kind of just elevates the music for me. I, I will say this too, you know, before we, we move on from this album, both times I saw Tyler Bryant, I had the chance to meet him per, in person and I'm in my mid oh, great. Yeah. I'm in my mid forties, you know? Um, but the first time I had my son and he spent about five minutes talking to my son and he asked, you know, he, he said, Hey, do you play guitar? And my son's like, yeah, I do. And he reached in his pocket and gave my son, like, all the picks he had left in his pocket. And no, that's awesome. I thought that was really, really cool for him to do that. Um, just a really great, I call him a kid because he's, you know, in his early 20s. But, and then the second time I saw him, I, it was after the album, the new album had been released because I don't think the first time we saw him had been released yet. And I went up to him at the show and I said, hey, last time we saw you, I brought my son. He's a big fan. Unfortunately, this was an 18 and over show. He couldn't make it. Could you sign this? And he personalized it to my son and signed the disc. And, you know, that's another thing, too, that when you go to see these young bands in these small venues, you really do have a chance to interact with them 
um, more so than you know the acts that are playing the big stadiums and theaters and whatnot. So that's a benefit too, and a bonus to seeing young, thriving new music as well. Yeah, when 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 I saw Dirty Honey, there were two opening acts, local Denver bands that were opening, and the entire time. Anytime someone wanted something autographed, they knocked on the door where the, where the guys were. And they, they, they came out like five or six times to sign vinyl and T-shirts. I mean, they were real cool, unassuming kind of chill guys. So you're right. I mean, that that, that is an absolute benefit of, of seeing these guys in these small clubs. Yes. Yeah. I mean, every time I go, there's this place out in Joliet, which is south of where I'm from. You know, they've got tables lined up on the side of the stage and all the bands are out at the table signing stuff talking to you you know my son had a chance to meet Erico two years ago and now he interacts with them on social media Erico is a Chicago hard rock band which I think big things are ahead for them but uh, you know it's really cool to have that Um, because I remember back in the day too when you when when bands would play small clubs it was different. You didn't have that interaction like you do now. Bands were really forced to talk to their fans, interact with their fans more so than decades past. Yeah. If you're not marketing, you're dying. Yep. Yeah, it's really important now. Really important. So, number three, what do you got? Ah, well, an album that we have already spoken about, Low Water, Voodoo. I Everything that you said is dead on. It's it, it's fantastic, and I'd be remiss if I if I didn't say on your podcast a thank you to Rob, who recommended this band to me. Uh, what's his Twitter handle? Recidivists. Rob, thank you. Good recommendation. Well, I thank um, you because you again, recommended it to me. Well, you're welcome, Jack. You're welcome. <laughs> It's you, there's so much you you hear so much of the, you know in this band that they're, they're their own sound but they've got great you know you hear some less playful and some mouth and chains and some hell yeah or tantric you hear all that but it's their own sound I have not stopped playing this album it's fantastic yeah I I agree with all that I I really enjoy the Foo Fighters influence mixed in with the Motorhead influence as well (laughs) um i mean both bands are really high on my list for things i like to listen to and you know again the the growth of the band from this album to their previous album to their debut album has just been like i said you know again another band at the forefront leading the charge the new wave of rock and roll is here low water is one of those bands tyler bryant blacktop mode all the bands that we mentioned that are newer joyous wolf dirty honey again i can't stress it enough listen 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 you will enjoy it just keep an open mind yep so who do you have at number three number three for me is a band that i got turned on to in the summer late summer um i think it was you who who told me about them or direct messaged me about them and then I had the pleasure of interviewing the singer and his, his story, the band story just completely blew me away. And that is the cold stairs. And that is the ways album. Album is awesome. 
Yes, it is, man. Yes, Chris Chris Trapp is is the is the singer who I interviewed. And if you have a chance to listen to the podcast, the New Music Spotlight, with him and the story he tells, it is incredible. It is it defines perseverance. It is just you. It's it's I can't say enough about it. So check it out. The album Ways is awesome. Just solid from first song to last. Just a, just great stuff. That I I wish for the next two albums that we're going to talk about, including this one, that that I had the vocabulary to adequately describe describe how great this album is. It, 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 it's fantastic. I agree. I man. need to stop referring to albums. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, and that's what we said at the beginning of the episode. There's a lot of great music uh, in 2019. And a lot of great stuff that a lot of people haven't heard of. I, I know, you know, the Cold Stairs, again, gets labeled new music, but they've been around for quite a bit. Um, they've got a lot of material. Uh, it's a band that I have to, have to, have to see live this coming year. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. And, you know, being a two-piece is what they are compared to, like, the Black Keys. They sound like a four piece. They have a really big full sound they for do. a two piece. Totally. Totally. And so in the in the off chance that they're listening, guys, Denver stop would be great. Yes. And Chicago. Chicago, Milwaukee, <laughs> anything. Madison, Milwaukee, Chicago, anywhere, you gotta you gotta come play. because um, I will definitely yeah. do it. So that is my number three. All right. My number two, um, is the rival son. I I don't know what I can say about this that you haven't said already, but this album from start to finish gets better and better. But I I will say, I feel like the first six songs on this album are the, like that first one through six might be the best one through six in the last four or five years of music. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, I'm at a loss for words. I'm, I'm not that creative. It's it's good. It is. Uh, yeah. I love do your worst and sugar on the bone and back in the woods and look away and fell. I mean, they're all great. Every time I listen to a, a different song, it becomes my favorite. It is a great album. Uh, I I 100 agree with you. What I love about the beginning of this record with "Do Your Worst" is the punch that it gives you yep. like right off the bat. I mean, it, and, it, and it sounds just like a punch, like that drum comes in after that intro. And it's like, if you're not ready, you better be ready. Cause we're going to rock the shit out of you. And yeah. you know, every, every song on the record, look away is, is my favorite on the album. Um, I just love the, the whole, the whole concept of the record. And I love, just the 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 arrangement but you know the title track is just great uh sugar on the bone as you mentioned i saw them mm. live for the second time this past year in march and they are incredible live they are incredible live i mean jay buchanan is incredible in terms of singing and presentation I've said this throughout the whole year. 
And I, I want to clarify what I mean by them, by, by what I say. They are the new face of rock and roll, meaning outs, outside of the classic rock bands that are slowly right. dying off, right, becoming extinct because they're getting older and they're not going to be able to tour much longer. Over the next 10 years, you're going to see a lot of that. This is the band that will be there. And shame on all of you who've never seen them live at the smaller clubs because they're starting to play bigger theaters now. And I oh, think... Come on, Jay. You invite me on your podcast and you're shaming me. <laughs> <laughs> but I've you know what? I've seen them. Um... <laughs> but it, 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 they're playing small theaters. So they're playing like... Last time they played here, they played the Aragon Ballroom with Stone Temple Pilots. It's a 2,000 theater. So they're still playing like the 2,000, 2,500s. But that's not going to be much longer. So if you got... if right. so, so the next time they come around... You've got to go see them because they're knocking on the door to that big act. They're nominated for a Grammy this year, which, hey, let's face it, rock fans, who cares, you know, who gets, you know, nominated for Grammys. But they're starting, their profile is starting to become more elevated. You know, they they did the Grammy show where they covered Black Sabbath. Their profile is starting to become elevated. There's now becoming this push to get rival sons you know, and they're nominated for a Grammy. Don't be surprised if they perform on the Grammys because they're great live, or if they even open it up. Who knows? But yes, Feral that Roots. Would, that would be great. Yes, it would. Feral Roots is a completely perfect record in 2019. It, it that punch you get at the very start is kind of like a nice little kick in the ass to get you ready for the rest of the album. I yeah. Yeah. And just I've seen them twice and each time I'm just blown away just because it, it, they're they're just incredible live. And 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 even even like the stuff that's not on this right. I know we're talking about Feral Roots, but there's a song they do called Jordan which is just Another like yeah. Everyone t- should go YouTube that right now. Yes, yes. When you talk about feel the low with with Joyous yeah. Wolf and that kind of vibe that it has, Jordan is has a similar vibe to it. You know where it's about loss and how yeah. you deal with it, and it is one of the most perfect songs I've heard in the last ten years. Yeah, they're a great band. Yeah. It's a great album. He's yeah. a great singer. Scott's a great player. <laughs> yeah, really, really interesting tones and innovation with his playing too, as well. Um, and that's another unique thing about Rival Sons. So, yes, if you have not purchased Feral Roots, go to their website, go to whatever site you buy your albums from, Amazon, whatever. Go buy this record. It is awesome. My yeah. my number two is by a band that I, had again, had the pleasure of seeing live at a small club here in Chicago a few months back. There's probably about 150 people there. And this is an album that just, the production is awesome. The, 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 the songs are great. Just a great band. Musicianship is off the charts. And number two is Big Wreck, but for the sun. It's a great album. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Great guitars on that album. Oh, man. 
just talk about a unique. There's no, there's no guitar player right now that sounds like the guy from Big Rec. And his, his, the sound that he gets coming out of that amp is, is, mm-hmm. is remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. He actually, a little tidbit here, um, he actually was going to be the other guitar player in Rel- Velvet Revolver, and he decided not to do it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a... Who, who turns that gig down? <laughs> a, you know, I mean, a guy who's confident in his own stuff, and, and maybe he yeah. just felt that, like, he wanted to keep going with Big Wreck and... Yeah, you know the the other thing I like about them is uh, it's the lead singer whose whose name is escaping me. Um, That's also the guitar player. He's got, yeah, yeah he, he's got um, he's got this like Richie Cotton kind of thing going on into my ear. Yes, and, and I think, think that kind of blended even more likability to them. But um, but but for the sun is. Is, is a fantastic that but for the sun and um uh dark sun by dark sun were the two that i w- was contemplating with tyler bryant as being the number 10 song on my list but i'm, I'm right there with you this is a great novel ian thornley yes yes just a, a a great a great musician um yeah and i i i, I my friend bailed on me um, at the last minute before the show, and I'm like, "Well, do I go by myself, or you know, I just do I just eat the tickets?" <laughs> I'm like, "You know what? I want to go." And I went down there. I, I, the one time I, I didn't catch the opening act, and I'm like, "I'm just gonna go down there, park, you know, park, park my car, go see him live, and then leave." And that's exactly what I did, and I was blown away. It was just, uh, it was, it was a great show. You know, this is big record. You, uh, I don't know if it was you or Mike or someone uh, introduced me to them. And, and one of the great things about getting introduced to a band that has like a, a great album that you like is when you realize, oh shit, there's a back catalog too. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you know? So it's not just one, it's, it's a number of, of, of albums that you get to look into. So. Yeah, that that first track on that album, Voices, is just another. And we talked about you know Rival Sons and how they started their their album. The song Voices, which is the first track um, mm-hmm. on the on this record, is just another like man. It just gets you going. It just comes alive. You come alive, and you're ready to listen to a great rock record. No, it's it's, it's a great album. Bef- before we get into our final selection. Um, I don't know if yep. you have any one that you want to mention, but there's a few records that didn't make my top 10 that um, I, w- I do wanted to make mention of. Uh, let's start with the big one um, that came out this year. A band that's never really been my my thing, although I appreciate their music and I, I, I love their stuff, um, but it's just never really connected on me as like as one of the bands that I have to see or have to check out uh, Tool Fear Inoculum was a great release um, I really really enjoyed it the uh, comeback of Tool is complete with this record I hope they keep making music uh, I've never seen them live I heard they're great uh, in terms of their performance 
but you know we talked about musicianship as well with a couple of these other acts it is off the charts when it comes to tool if there is a band that is going to fill the vacuum left by rush my view is that tool is that band and i hope they continue to make music in the future i hope they don't have a huge long layoff like they did before this album some of the other records that I really enjoyed this, this year, Station, Stained Glass, band out of New York City. If you like big yeah. hooks, if you like big melodies, um, they are the band for you. Um, another band that I really would like to see live in the coming year. Um, the Amazons, Future Dust, band that was recommended to me by my son, which I have been listening to. And then also the other... Other album uh, that I do enjoy too, as well, is Goodbye June, Community Inn. Another solid release, another great new act as well. Um, yeah. So I also, you know, talk about the EPs. I'll mention a few of them. Joyce Wolf was mentioned here by Chris as one of his favorite releases in 2019. If this was a full length, it would be on my list. It's an EP. Um, I didn't want to put that into my list that my own personal rules. Chris has his own personal rules. Neither of us are wrong. But uh, Joyous Wolf, Place and Time, great release. Dirty Honey, self-titled debut. Chris mentioned it was also on Chris's list too. Another great, great, solid debut EP. Um, This is Rock and Roll, the EP by Takeaway Thieves. I mentioned L.A. Guns being in terms of sleaze rock. If you want to hear a band that really falls into that influence, Takeaway Thieves is right there. And also the self-titled debut by a band called The Darbies, which I also had the pleasure of seeing live open up for L.A. Guns, which was a pleasant surprise too as well. So those are my additional records that I have enjoyed throughout the year. Well, that's good because I was unaware of The Darbies, so it gives me someone to go check out. Great band, check them um, out. They got like a they got like a Zeppelin Doors type feel to it. Well, how can I say no to anything that has a Zeppelin type to it? You'll like it. <laughs> you'll like it. I, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, well, I, along those same lines, um, the album "Dark Sun" by Dark Sun um, was great. It's got a real heavy Lane Staley kind of feel to it so if you're into that 90s out and change thing you gotta check them out um and memoirs of an uprising from damon johnson loved that album just yeah. missed my top 10 yes that is a um, great album i saw him open up for winery dogs this year oh that would have been a great show yeah yeah it put on an awesome show great musician yeah, and then two others uh, that I listened to a lot in 2019 that actually that I didn't learn of. There are 2018 albums that that I learned of earlier this year. Um, one is Black Magic by Jerry James Nichols, um, and then the other is and I've forgotten what they're called now, but Black Coffee's 2018 release that EP is off the charts, incredibly good. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I think the album is called Take One. They're now called South of Eden. Yeah. And yeah. I am. Okay, I am, South of Eden, yeah. Yeah, I am looking forward to that release in 2020. Uh, a band that has the elements ACDC, Led Zeppelin, 
Um, great, great sound. Uh, originally called Black Coffee, now called South of Eden. I don't think they have a presence on Twitter, but they do have a Facebook page. I don't page. think they do. Yeah, no. they do have a Facebook page. But, yes, 2018, that was a great release. I don't know if that's still available on their website, but you can order that. And they also, I believe they sign it, too, as well. My copy came autographed, which was kind of a nice touch. Yeah, so did mine. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, real quick, too, I wanted to make a mention to – Another great song that was released this year by the Bad Boys of Rock and Roll, and that is the title track to the movie The Dirt, the song The Dirt by Motley Crue. Um, Surprised that that was not nominated for Best Rock Song for the Grammys, but we've always known the Grammys to be completely oblivious to the obvious. But um, that's another great release. Glad to see the boys back making good music. I think a lot of their newer stuff, that they put on that compilation soundtrack album was co-written by John Five. And, you know, looking forward to the tour, I mean, the big tour so far um, this summer. But, yeah, great music in 2019. You know, great mentions on your 2008, uh, late 2018 releases. Um, But, yeah, great stuff. Great, great music in 2019. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Our final selections. If you follow me on Twitter, you know who my number one is. I've had a insane musical crush on this band since the first song I heard from them in August. When I did my Spotify 2019, you know, album thing, the the album that came out in August ended up being my most listened to album. If that tells you anything, but it's the Cold Stare. Every single song on this album is incredible yeah. every single one and th- lyrically they're great and it's, it's riffy and it's catchy and how do they get that sound from two guys you know I, I have a musical crush on them that still continues it, it, I'm right there with you man um, you know when I look at my top three you know with the cold stairs the big wreck and the one I'm about to, to name it really could have been any one of them um, right. because all three albums are just absolutely incredible. Um, you know, perfect albums, I like to say. But yeah, the Cold Stairs Ways record is, is if not perfect, pretty damn close to it. I mean, you go from like, if there's anyone listening that has not listened to this album, go put on Into Black. Yeah. That's that's my favorite song of the album, and it's incredible. But even if you go from the hard rocking into black into the like folksy Americana, almost country of Jackson, Mississippi, I mean, lyrically they're both great, but there's such a difference. And I think that's one of the things that I found most interesting in your your podcast with Chris was their approach to this album and how Spotify kind of. Uh, you know, how Spotify does everything kind of changed their approach to it. Like, let's try to get some tracks, you know, jumping on hard rock and folk and Americana or country. I, I found that really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. That was very unique in how they did that. And I'm not, I won't be surprised if more bands start doing that. I mean, we talked about Low Water 
different times during this during this episode, and they have an acoustic album coming out too as well. So maybe that bridges them over to a country type of audience and brings in that audience. And that's a very, very smart way of doing things, especially now how technology has changed, how people absorb yep. music. Um, you know, yep. a, a lot of times what is, what is great about stuff like Spotify is they have that you might like button, you know, or based on your, Absolutely. you know, and that's a great, that's a great feature that they have. However, the negative to that is you get put in a box, right? You get put in your own personal box where you're listening to stuff that you might like because you like this band, but it's very hard to venture out beyond that. If you get put in that box on a Spotify or any type of streaming service, I shouldn't just say them, but that, you know, it it, it really kind of locks you in. And I think when the cold stairs, like you mentioned, you know, doing different types of genres style music within one within one record will help that. You know, helps a band get discovered because there's a whole bunch of there's an audience out there that may like the cold stairs, but because they're in their right. own personal box may not have the opportunity to hear them. Yeah. And and that's how that's how I came across them was um I I primarily I, I work from home, so I, I listen to Spotify 50, 60 hours a week. Um, and on Fridays they have this thing that's called, uh, uh, new release, new releases for you, or, you know, it's based on what you listened to in the past. So they recommend you know, 30 songs. And that's how I came across the cold stairs. And, and after about three or four days straight of listening to three songs, that's when I reached out to you and Rob and I was like, uh, you got to check these guys out. They're pretty good. But that, that's one of the, like you were saying, that's one of the great things about Spotify is the ability to find your stuff, but you still got to look for it. Yeah, you do. It, it is, it is a job to find that stuff. And, you know, more bands are trying, are, are starting to figure it out, but um, it's up to the fans to figure it out, you know, how to, how to connect with new music and not have this preconceived idea that new rock music sucks. Um, it doesn't. Well, and, I, I have a feeling I know who your number one is. Call <laughs> me crazy. But I have a feeling I know who it is. My number one is an album that came out last January, beginning of the year. And it's on Chris's list as well. But it is the Rival Sons, Feral Roots. Um, I... We, we, what can we say, or what can I say that hasn't been said already about this record that we already talked about? Um, I am extremely happy that people are starting to notice them. Um, it, it, you know, I know there's going to be a point where, like I mentioned a few minutes ago or a few moments ago, that, you know, Rival Sons are going to be playing the bigger halls and the bigger theaters and, 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 the, and the arenas and I don't know if they'll ever be a stadium level band, but um, they are on their way and they have a huge push behind them with the Grammy nomination, with them performing the Black Sabbath uh, songs at the tribute to the Grammys. Yep. Um, they're, they're, they're becoming more high profile and I hope that keeps going because if there's a band that has put in the time, I'm, I shouldn't say if there is a band, all bands put in the time, all bands put in the work. And it's nice to see a band that has done that 
starting to get the rewards for it. I think that's awesome. Yeah. We need to, uh, we, we need to get the rival sons to play, uh, at Red Rocks, about two or three miles from my house. So if, if we can get a rival son show out in Red Rocks, Jay, you, you got to make your way out here and we'll go. I will definitely do that. That would be a great setting for them to play. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I almost went and saw Gary Clark there last year or the year before, um, but didn't make it out there. But um, that would be an awesome, an awesome venue to see Rival Sons. And again, if you're listening to this podcast, go buy music. Go buy the physical form. If they don't have the physical form, you know, then buy the downloads, buy the streams or whatever. But Rival Sons has so much great material, not just with Feral Roots, but just everything that they've put out. If you like Zeppelin, if you like Purple, Deep Purple, and, and if you like the band Free, I mean, if Jay Buchanan, if there is a, if I would describe Jay Buchanan as a singer and performer, he's a mix between Plant and Paul Rogers. And, I think that's a really, really good comparison. Yes, yeah, I mean... I hear. I mean, it's it, and I, I would probably say the needle probably leans Paul Rogers, but um, you know, just just I, I mean, just go buy the record. Just trust me on this. They're rival sons. <laughs> they play rock and roll. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this is the perfect time. Take all of those gift certificates that you got from Amazon and iTunes and everywhere else. And go buy some albums. Yeah, absolutely. I think every album that is on my top 10 is sold in the physical format. And I think the only ones that I mentioned, um, I mentioned Joyce Wolf, Dirty Honey, and the Darbies. I don't know if those are out physical. I don't know if The Ways is uh, is out on a physical format yet, too, as well. I, uh, I have it in a, I have it as a CD, and it came autographed, which, again, very cool. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, I, all these albums we talked about, you know, I'm going to be putting together a list of maybe my top 20, um, and then everyone can comment with their top 20. You know, it's a shame that we, we, we only did top, you know, our top 10, but, you know, hopefully with the other ones we mentioned, the, you know, people can go out and appreciate that music too as well, because that music's just as good. Um, But yeah, it, it was a great year for music. Great year for new music, new bands, new artists, and it's just going to keep coming. There is so much coming in 2020, and that'll be on the episode tomorrow on New Year's Day, what to expect in new rock. If you have been reading the tea leaves, so to speak, right, or the reading the what's coming, there is a lot coming in 2020. Rock and roll, is it, it, it's like almost every week there is going to be new music coming in 2020 looking forward to it yes 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 i i i want to touch on a few things but i'll wait to talk about it tomorrow but tune in for what's coming and again even if you go buy five of these records that we mentioned today do it you know i mean and and they're not that expensive i'm just going to go buy you can go by your list again uh my top 10 low water voodoo duff mckagan tenderness Blacktop Mojo, Under the Sun, uh, Ranketeers, Help a Stranger, L.A. Guns, The Devil You Know, Black Keys, Let's Rock, Cold Stare Ways, I'm sorry, Tyler Bryant, Truth and Lies, Cold Stare Ways, 
big wreck, but for the sun and rival sun's feral roots. Mine is so close to yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tyler Bryan at number 10 and Blacktop Mojo at number nine. Uh, Crowbot, number eight. The Recanteurs at number seven. Joyous Wolf, six. Um, Altitudes and Attitude at number five. Again, great hard rock album. Um, Dirty Honey at number four. Low Water Voodoo at number three, Barrel Roots from Rival Sons at number two, and again, The Great Ways from the Cold Stairs at number one. Yes, and also please check out Station Stained Glass, Joyous Wolf Place and Time, as, as Chris mentioned, the Dirty Honey debut, as Chris mentioned. Uh, this is Rock and Roll by Takeaway Thieves, Dark Sun, uh, Tool, Fear Inoculum, and what was the other one that you had on there, too? Uh, uh, what was the other one? I had... Oh, uh, the Damon Johnson's album, um, uh, uh, whose, of course, the name is escaping me. Um, and then also, uh, uh, I forgot to, the Amazons, uh, Future Dust, and Community In by Goodbye June. Another solid yeah. release, too, as well. Memoirs so, of an Uprising. That's the Damon Johnson yes, album. Yeah, Excellent it, album. Yeah, yeah, I have that, too, as well. Great great record, great recommendation. And then also, A Prayer for the Loud from D.A.D. or Dad. I don't, they're new band to me. Another excellent album. So is that, lots of good stuff. Is that the band from the late eighties, early nineties? Yes. I was again, this is another one of those I never knew this band. Great album, and then I find out that there's, you know, thirty years of back catalog. Just like the sixty nine eyes, kind of a funky band. Oh. Thirty five years of the back catalog to check out. The the album by D A D, which by which means Disneyland after dark. I think they're a Finnish band. Um Yes. The album released, God, was it late 80s, early 90s? The the No Fuel Left for the Pilgrims album should be in every rock fan's collection. And it, it is a great, great album. Holy cow, great album. Why we do this? We learn more. Yes, yes, we do. And always, too, open invitation to myself or Chris. If you have a band that you want us to check out, or feel that we need to hear, you can direct message me if you follow me, or you can post to me on our page, on my page or on Chris's page. I'm always open to hear new stuff and new bands that maybe I haven't heard of. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming from the UK. There's you know bands that are going to be releasing new albums in 2020. Riders Creed, who I just had on, Takeaway Thieves, who yep. um, I mentioned, Massive Wagons, who is one of my favorite new bands. Uh, Tequila Mockingbird, another great... Uh, yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're great. Awesome stuff. The Mysterines, I want to say. Um, another cool band from the UK that's out there. So there's a whole bunch of stuff stuff coming Oh, up. and there's one that Ann turned me on to called Walker. Great Yeah, EP. great, awesome. Great five song, great EP. That's another... I, I bought it earlier this year. And they, they were cool enough. They sent me a thank you letter. Wow. Like, honestly, a thank you letter. Handwritten. That is the coolest thing. That's another good, good file, too, if you want to check out new music and what's emerging in the U.K. right now. Anastella at Anastella Rocks is yeah. on top of it. She's, she's always posting great stuff. She's a great resource for new music. Um, it's a shame a lot of those bands don't get over to the United States, but still support them because hopefully someday they will. Yeah, absolutely. 
And thanks to Mike. Mike turned me on to Mike, the music. Yes, too. Mike does a great job too. Mike at KRA, KRA underscore lives 2019. Keep Rock Live. Another great, great, uh, great stuff from him. Um, so there's a lot of resources out there. Decades of Rock. I know she puts a lot of stuff out there um, as well. Yep. Um, so there's no excuse not to be listening to it. I hope you enjoyed our recap. Chris, I'm glad you finally came on. Um, it's been uh, it's been a blast. You got to do it again. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun today. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, the, the open invitation anytime you want to come on. Excellent. Well, I can't wait to find something I'm angry about, and then I'll give you a call. Absolutely, absolutely. So, <laughs> happy New Year, everybody! Well, happy New Year, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Happy, happy New Year, Chris. To you, Happy New Year to everybody out there listening, following. There's a lot of cool stuff coming soon here at the Hook Rocks. Um, be on the lookout for our website, be on the lookout for our YouTube page, our Instagram page, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff happening. Uh, this year has been great. We've been doing this for six months and, you know, I didn't have any expectations when I started this. I like the community that has, I've been involved in and people have allowed me into their, you know, their, their realm, so to speak with, with, with their thoughts on music and their music discussions. And I really appreciate it. I hope you appreciate what I do, what we all do for new, for new music, continue to listen in 2020. Happy new year. 2019 is almost in the past. Maybe by the time you listen to it, it will be, but thank you all for the opportunity to, to, uh, to be in your ears and have you listen to me. So thank you very much. Once, Thanks, Jay. Once again, this is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Happy New Year. We'll talk next year. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.